No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon advises his son to keep his parents' command, which is a lamp and the way of life. He warns him of the consequences of committing adultery. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. Some things have inevitable consequences. For example, you drop a rock from a high place, it will fall. And if you're unwilling to work, guess what? You're likely to become poor. But there was one inevitable consequence that Solomon was greatly concerned about, and that was the inevitable consequence that occurs for someone who commits adultery. Solomon knew that there are inescapable consequences with that sin. Therefore, Solomon warned his son numerous times and in different ways to keep himself from the seductress, who would ultimately reduce him to a crust of bread. In the last part of chapter 6, Solomon tells his son to remember the teaching of his parents. We continue in verse 20 of Proverbs 6. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. Now, what lessons did you learn from your parents? To the degree that we remember what our parents taught us, is the degree that they remain with us in spirit, their words continually being our counselor. Thus, we should tie their instructions around our neck, as it were. Now, from my father, I learned the value of hard work and the courage to take on challenges. From my mother, I learned the value of prayer and a relationship with God. I also gained an appreciation of good food, because she was a gourmet cook and a caterer. Now Solomon says, these commandments from your parents will lead you and keep you and speak with you. And actually, he compares them now to the commandments of the Lord, which if you have godly parents, they are going to give you the commandments of the Lord. So he says for his son to remember and keep the commandments that he received. If he would bind them continually upon his heart, Then they would lead him wherever he would go and they would keep him in safety and peace when he slept at night and they would speak with him throughout the day. Yes, we are wise to think often on the instruction of godly parents as they teach us the word of God. Verse 23, for the commandment is a lamp and the law a light reproves of instruction are the way of life. Now at night, a good lamp is necessary to see what we are doing. As I get older, I find I need more light in the evening to read. Otherwise, I cannot see what I'm reading. Now, I believe that we are in the twilight of this current age. 
The shadows are lengthening, the light is dimming, and soon the entire world will be engulfed in darkness, according to the scripture. This will occur when the man of sin, the Antichrist, comes into power. And that may be sooner than we think. But in the meantime, how we all need the lamp of God's word to guide us through the darkness and lead us into the kingdom of heaven. In Psalm 119, the psalmist wrote, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Is it that for you? Do you depend upon the word of God to show you the next step to take? We all need the reproofs of instruction. And sometimes it is correction. Sometimes it's not necessarily something we really want to hear, but it's what we need to hear. And that illuminates our path and keeps us in the way of life. Verse 24, to keep you from the evil woman, from the flattering tongue of a seductress, do not lust after her beauty in your heart, nor let her allure you with her eyelids, for by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread, and an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Once again, Solomon warns his son about the seductress or the prostitute who will destroy him. Meditating on the commandments of the Lord will keep him from falling for her seductive flattery. Now he says, do not lust after her beauty in your heart. Let's face it, everything begins in the heart. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 27, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Lust begins in the heart and God sees the heart. He's concerned not only with the physical act, but also with the motive behind the act. So if you look at a woman and begin lusting for her in your heart, then you've already committed adultery with her. In the heart. It's just a matter of time before you act on it, committing the physical act. Solomon knew that the place to nip it in the bud was in the heart. So he tells his son, Don't let yourself entertain it, not even for a moment. Do not be allured by her eyelids. It begins with eye contact. Does someone lock eyes with you? Do they have that certain I want you look? That is deadly. Look away. Don't let her capture your gaze. Now Solomon warns that it is through the seductress that a man is reduced to a crust of bread. Wow, what an image. Now at the time, the potential affair seems so enticing. It's thrilling. It's exciting. But wait, Solomon says, look down the road. This will reduce you to a crust of bread. You will be impoverished and despised like a crust of bread. Finally, he says that she will prey upon your precious life. There are those women who are predators. They prey upon the unsuspecting male. Who are these women? Who are these women who expose themselves before the camera lens to be an object of the lust of men? Don't they realize that their bodies are a precious gift from God for their husband alone? But they foolishly and selfishly prey upon others, destroying the precious lives of them. But sadly, 
they are destroying their own precious lives as well. Paul tells us that he who commits sexual sin commits that sin against his own body. Verse 27. Can a man take fire to his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be seared? So is he who goes in to his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her shall not be innocent. As I said earlier, there are certain things that have inevitable consequences. If you hold fire against your chest, you're going to burn your t-shirt. If you walk on hot coals, you will sear your feet, probably get third degree burns. And if you go into your neighbor's wife, you will be guilty before God and man. And the Bible says that God will judge the sexually immoral. So if we disregard God's commandments about sex, there are inevitable consequences that we will surely reap. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. Yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. Whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding. He who does so destroys his own soul. So what is Solomon saying here? He says that people don't despise a thief who steals because he is hungry. If he's starving, they understand if he goes and steals a loaf of bread. And they will probably forgive him for it. But he still has to pay back seven times as much bread. So he'd steal a loaf, you got to pay seven back. Therefore, the point is that his crime does not pay. But how much more the person who commits adultery? Because he will not be so forgiven so readily. People will despise the adulterer. He is hated by all. And if a starving thief suffers judgment, then how much more will the adulterer suffer? Therefore, he who goes into another man's wife destroys his own soul. Now, I will tell you a personal story that made such a huge impression upon me as a young man. I had a friend in ministry. He was actually my mentor and overseer, and he got involved with a woman outside of marriage, committed adultery. Now, he was married with two beautiful children, and I just saw his life completely unravel after that. It destroyed his marriage uh, his children hardly spoke to him after that. His son had all kinds of problems after that, uh, was really an addict in a lot of ways, and um, just <laughs> had trouble with the law. I mean, all of his whole family, which had been such a great, intact, spiritual, godly family, such an example to my wife, Cindy, and I, it just flew apart because of an affair. And so I saw that as a young man in ministry and I took a mental note. Look, if that could happen to him, it could happen to me. And I don't want that to happen. I just saw how it just blew his life apart. So, you know, it can happen to anybody. And how many are there in ministry? How many are there in politics? How many in most any avenue of life have been taken down? By adultery, How many families have been destroyed by it? And so we understand why Solomon was so adamant with his son, why he warns him again and again about this dreaded sin. Wounds and dishonor 
he will get and his reproach will not be wiped away for jealousy is a husband's fury. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will accept no recompense, nor will he be appeased, though you give many gifts. What is the adulterer's reward? Wounds and dishonor. And that dishonor is suffered not only by him, but also by his family. A man's wife and children are the innocent victims of infidelity. It is often the case that he carries this reproach with him for the rest of his life. Then he must deal with the raging emotions of a jealous husband. How many jealous husbands have shot their wife's lover? Solomon says he won't spare you in the day of his vengeance. He will come after you with all he's got and will accept no payment. No apology will appease him. Nothing will quench the fire of his wrath. All these rewards come upon the foolish one who commits adultery. Obviously, this was a great concern to Solomon, but even more importantly, it is a great concern to God. Whether because of its destructiveness or because men are so vulnerable, God goes to great lengths to pound this lesson through our heads. We would all be wise to heed our Father's instruction and bind it to our hearts never to forget. And if perhaps you have fallen into this sin, then stop it immediately. Get out, confess it, ask God for forgiveness, and pray for His mercy. He is gracious and forgiving, even though there may be inevitable consequences that cannot be undone. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where once again, Solomon warns his son about the crafty seductress. He tells the story of a young man who followed her, and it cost him his life. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible.